0: Hey guys, what's going on? Hope you're having a great Sunday. Uh, In this quick video, I wanna share with you five traits of great leaders, um, especially in tough times. If you are uh, tuning in, just say, yo, what's up? And uh, let me know where you're tuning in from and what you're up to on this amazing Sunday. So uh, I just finished a workout, got my chocolate protein shake. Um, I wanna just pop in here to just add some value to you guys. So, especially everything considering I thought, you know what, let's, uh, let's, let's give some goods. I, I think it's important to remember that history repeats itself, right? So if we look at what's going on right now, let's just put this into perspective. Like, it could be a lot worse, right? It could be a lot worse. The Great Depression, concentration camps, I mean, the bubonic plague, I mean, it could be worse. So let's just keep things in perspective, okay? So uh, trait number one, I think the reason this is important before I get into the traits, is that if we don't remember what creates great leadership, and I think leadership is very, I mean, it's very open for debate about what makes a great leader. There's no, uh, this is right, this is wrong. There's no one playbook for leadership. Um, People lead in different fashions, right? But I do think it's important that when, when times are tough, people need leaders more than ever. And I'll share a quick story with you. When I was uh, coaching at the university of, uh, coaching soccer at the University of Toronto, I was, I was um, assistant coach there for seven years. And during those seven seasons, even though we had really good players and good teams, we actually lacked leadership in a really big way. And not so much leadership from the coaching staff, although we'll probably take responsibility for it in hindsight, is we actually never really had a solid captain. So we had, I believe, three different captains over the seven seasons. And what would happen is that when things got really stressful, um, two of the captains in separate seasons just completely vanished. It was like they were abducted by aliens. They just disappeared. And that is the worst possible thing you can do as a leader, right? When your team, when your family, when your tribe needs you the most, you decide that it's too much and you can't handle it. Listen, you know, if you're not up for the role, just don't sign up for the role of being a leader. But here's the thing is all of us are leaders in our own lives, right? So you can't run away from your life. You can't run away from the situation that we're currently in. So with that said, I wanna share these five traits because hopefully they'll give you some perspective in the sense of like now more than ever, you need to step up, okay? You need to step up and be there for yourself, for your family, for the people you serve uh, more than ever. So first one is being resourceful in spite of resources. There's a lot of businesses that are being uh, affected right now, especially brick and mortar, closed down. We all, I mean, we all know the situation. Um, you have to think about, you have to think laterally now. Okay, because Mike Ty- I think Mike Tyson's quote, one of the best quotes of all time, is everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? And so now this is the punch in the face for all of us. So we can be very stubborn and we can say, whatever was done is gonna continue working and we can see how that's going to, you know, maybe pan out. Or we can say, how do I need to be creative? How can I innovate? How can I pivot if needed, which we do need to do right now, to really navigate this situation? Um, the third season of The Ozark just came out on Netflix. Really good series if you haven't watched it. And it's a really good example of so the, the two main characters. Um, Jason Bateman and his wife, I can't remember her name. Great example of two people who've put themselves in a really shitty situation, okay, by their own volition. And the whole series is about them figuring out a way to make things happen and survive. And it's just, like, it's, I mean, like, I would not want to live that kind of life, but they're a great, and I know this is obviously a TV series, but it's a great example of what's required when, when times are tough. And their life, like their times are tough like every single day of their lives. So we always have to be thinking of, of how do we pivot? How do we how do we stay relevant? Because the demands of people right now, of your clients, for instance, might have changed a little bit. What the, you know, we talk about with our clients, um, this, this framework called the emotion inventory, fears, frustrations, wants, desires. That changes right now, right? The frustrations that people, your, your people were dealing with two months ago, they're probably a bit different now. And so you have to, Laura Linney, thank you, Amy. Um, You have to be relevant with your stuff. So if, if, if your clients have different pain points now, you need to think about, okay, let's have a dialogue about what those are. Number two, how do we make what we do relevant for them right now? Assuming it's kind of in line with, you know, like I'm not gonna help people, you know, if I help people with their business, I'm not gonna get into... Um, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to get into selling uh, masks to help them with, you know, the virus and stuff. I mean, I could, but that's just not what I'm what I'm doing, right? So I mean, we're helping our audience in different ways. So you need to th- you need to think: How can I be relevant? How can I be resourceful, even in spite of resources? So you know, for a lot of practitioners out there, you guys are in a really tough position right now. Your your doors are closed. You can't physically see people, and you have two options. You have two you have two options. Option number one is you do nothing and you go out of business. Option number two is you figure out how to move on online and work virtually. Because we've spoken, I mean, our calendars have been really, I mean, slammed the last two weeks with all this because we have a solution that can help a lot of practitioners. And there are those that are like, yep, let's do this, makes sense. And there are those that are like, you know what I'm waiting for a loan from the government? What, are you serious? You're waiting for the government to help you out here? Wow. All right, great. That's a great that's a great way to get through the situation. Let us know how that hap- let us know how that works out for you. And listen, like I understand, like I understand, you know, everyone's in a different financial position, but just the mindset of I'm waiting for the government to send me money is a death war- it's a death certificate. Just the mindset of someone else outside of me is going to help take care of me and my business. Or um, oh, there's. I'm a massage therapist. There's no way I could help people without my hands. Really? You're right, and you're done. Or I'm a chiropractor. There's no way I can help people without adjusting them. Really? You're right, and you're done. And then there are uh, like there are others who, for those same professions are like, okay, I can't see people in my practice. How can I be resourceful and think of a way outside the box to serve people with the knowledge and expertise I have garnered over decades of doing what I do without using my hands? Because here's the deal. You don't think that you have knowledge and expertise that can help people Believe me, you can just speak to them and give them knowledge. You can can speak to them and give them protocols to follow, self-care, all this kind of stuff. So don't limit yourself. Don't expect someone else to take care of your situation because it's not going to happen. So you have to be resourceful in spite of resources. And especially the less resources you have, the fewer resources you have, the more resourceful you need to be okay i'm not so i'm not talking about go to rob banks and stuff like that I'm, I'm just i'm just saying like be creative second is be visible i think it's more important than ever now to be more communicative with your tribe okay what's up lee good to see you um whether your tribe is five people or five million people you need to be in front of them as often as possible here in canada the prime minister is on live every single day i don't know you know other countries in the world, but here that's that's what's happening, and it's important because, as I mentioned, you know, with the soccer team analogy or story, is that when times are tough, people need to see the leader visible. Like it, like when our captain just disappeared for weeks. I'm not talking about like a day, for weeks on end. We're like, dude, like, did he get like beamed up to the Starship Enterprise? I like, that's that's not leadership. Okay, so just the very fact. Of being on like doing this kind of stuff get on video right get a, do Facebook lives encourage people inspire them uh, send out more emails be more be like be more vocal just be there for people okay be there. It's super important. okay so be visible don't be invisible. Um, you got to be top of mind tip of tongue for people because they'll always remember this okay and when they're looking for sources of inspiration and ideas and inspiration whatever and they see you constantly there, that's a good thing right You don't want to be that person who disappears now. And then when everything is great again, you're coming back and you're like, hey, guess what? Wanna buy my stuff? Doesn't work like that, okay? Be there when the times are good, be there when the times are bad, especially when the times are bad. Okay, um, number, th- number three is uh, be calm. You have to be calm. And like the famous saying goes, keep calm and carry on, right? This is not a time to freak out. Not a time to freak out. Who benefits from freakouts? I mean, this is a lesson I need to learn with my kids because I can lose my I can lose my you know what with them um, sometimes. But like if we look at a plane, for example, right, the flight attendants are trained for emergencies. Like I and okay, so let's say you're on a plane, God forbid this should ever happen. It's not gonna go well, (laughs) like things aren't going too well. If the flight attendants freak out, how does that help anyone? Right? If the pilots freak out, how does that help anyone? When I was getting my pilot's license years ago, we spent 90% of our training was for emergencies, and the thing is, the more you practice it, the more it's just second nature. And the whole reason for that is because you have to be able to respond with automaticity and calmness when crap hits the fan. And I remember, like, I would, you know, I would take, I was flying a Cessna 152, we'd take it up to uh, 5,000 feet, and then just cut the engine. All right, cool, what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, cool, I'm gonna just, you know, trim the um, trim the flaps, whatever I had to do, and now we're gonna coast and find a field to land in. Obviously we wouldn't land in the field, we put the engine back on, but you train for this stuff, For when we're doing spins and spirals. So I'm up with my trainer, or my flight trainer, and we'd fly up to a certain altitude, and all of a sudden he takes control of the plane and puts the plane into a friggin' spiral towards the ground, like literally. 5,000 feet and your plane is spiraling straight down to the ground. What are you gonna do, freak out and stall and be paralyzed? No, really simple. A Little bit of this, pull back, it's all good. The same thing happens now is you have to be calm because you can't think straight when you are stressed. And people who are not gonna make it through this, when I say people, I mean businesses and leaders who are not gonna make it through this tough time are those who are gonna let stress and fear paralyze them. Because there's only two ways this is, well. Three ways this is gonna go, I've shot another video about this, but I'm not gonna get into that. Um, The thing is the people who do not make it through this time, like they're just gonna go straight down, are those who do nothing. And you have to be okay taking action right now and understanding that it's gonna be imperfect. Like This is kind of uncharted territory for a lot of us, but you have to move forward. What is not acceptable is doing nothing. Because if you do nothing, if, again, if we use the analogy of me flying a plane or a pilot flying a plane, and you just get, think of Top Gun, right? With Tom Cruise, he gets into the jet wash and obviously you know, his, uh, his buddy Goose was, was killed by that and then the next time it happened in one of the, the scenes afterwards, he was paralyzed for a moment. He completely checked out. And then he's like, no, nah, it's not good, it's not good. He doesn't help anyone, right? And he puts himself in more danger by doing that. You need to get back in the game. You need to get back in the game and stay calm and continue moving forward, okay? So you gotta be calm in spite of all the craziness. You can use ample examples of this, whether we're talking about war, sports, anything. Like when crap hits the fan, you gotta be calm. Number four is you have to be decisive. So I just mentioned taking action. You cannot, this is not the time to sit on your hands and be like, uh, we'll just wait for this to pass over like it's a storm. This is a storm that could be around for a long time, okay? I hope it, I hope it isn't, but it, it, it could be. And I'm not willing to take that chance of just sitting on my hands and be like, ah, I'm gonna just bury my head in the sand, it's all good. No, it's not all good. Um, You have to take action and you have to take action yesterday. Waiting tomorrow, the next day, the next week for the government to send you a check for your tax return, you're done, you're toast, okay? You have to be decisive, you have to make quick decisions because speed is king, especially in times of uncertainty. Okay, so you have to be decisive and move quickly. Number five is be optimistic. I have this, this saying called delusional optimism. Uh, Winston Churchill had a, one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's success is going from failure to failure with, un, with um, sorry, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. I think it's the best, I, the best quote, of, for, at least for entrepreneurs and leaders, is, and I call this delusional optimism, It's like no matter how bad things are, you need to find the silver lining, right? Man's search for meaning by right, Viktor Frankl, great book. If he can find meaning and optimism with what he went through in a Nazi concentration camp, uh, I think we can all find some silver lining here, okay? So you have to be optimistic. No one benefits from you being a naysayer. No one benefits from fear mongering. Be optimistic, be the leader, be the beacon of light that people need you to be, okay? Super important. So listen, those are the five traits. There's many, many more, but I think those are five traits that just came to mind. If you find this helpful, great. If you want our help with your business, if you're a practitioner and you need to move online virtually, just drop me a comment below and we can um, you know, have a little chat about that. But nonetheless, just step up, okay? Just step up and do not, do not disappear. Your people need you now more than ever. And anyways, if you've enjoyed this, give it a thumbs up. If you want our help, let me know in the comments below and I'll see you soon, ciao.